the children to go ahead and um, they can be dismissed to our children's church. And we'll let them go and we'll say goodbye, children. We love you. We hope you learn a lot about Jesus today. And then let's just kind of keep our hearts in this spot to think about the songs that we've sung. Great are you, Lord. You are Waymaker. Here's two things that I think about. Some of y'all have experienced his waymaking capabilities. He made a way for you when you needed a way. He worked. You saw it. It, it, was, it was active. It was present in your life. And you, you, you sing that song and it brings that back to your heart and your mind. And you, you are way maker, miracle worker. And some of you have not. And it's not because you don't have faith. This isn't one of those Jesus juke moments where you, if you've never experienced it, it's because you're not trusting. No, some of you have deeply trusted. You've prayed prayers. You said, God, please, please make a way. Please do a miracle. And the way was not made. And the miracle did not occur. Uh, that's not because of your lack of faith. And I trust that's not because of his lack of love. But that's something that we have to contend with the Lord, don't we? When those moments happen. I think about the great uh, hall of faith in Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 says, and look at what all these people were able to accomplish and conquer and the victory they, they saw um, whenever they uh, acted in faith. But then it gets down, and, and I'll just have to read it for you because, man, I just love this passage. And I want us to sit here in this for a minute just because we're going to go to the Lord in prayer in this moment. And, 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 and what we have to do when we go to the Lord in prayer, we have to go to him honestly. Hey, God, I, I see that you are the way maker, and I trust that. And I can sing this song with great vigor. Or, God, I've not seen you make the way in my life. And I need to talk to you about it. Hebrews chapter 11, after it talks about all these people who, who had great victory and triumph. It says, and what shall I say more? For time would fail me to tell of, and this is beginning in verse number 32. He says, of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of uh, Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets who, who through faith subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the fires, the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, uh, raised to life again, and others, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better Resurrection and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Others didn't see the way, they didn't get the miracle. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, 
They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. He says of these people, and I love this line, these who did not see the way in time, but looked for that way through the resurrection. These are those of whom this world is not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they, without us, should not be made perfect. At one time, we're all going to see it together. We're going to see that promise, the fulfillment. So he has made a way. Some of y'all haven't experienced it with some really particular things in your life. Those of you who have, you can go to him and you can say, God, thank you. For those of you who are looking, you can go to him and say, God, I, 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 need, I need you to minister to me. I need you to uphold my faith. I would encourage you this. Uh, Jesus never promised us that we would not have hard times. In fact, he told his disciples, you will face some very hard times. So his promise isn't for health, wealth, and prosperity. But he did say this, I have overcome the world. And he overcame it through death, through the resurrection. And he has promised us that we will experience resurrection one day. And so it might not be something in your past that you can say you've made a way, but we can look forward and hope that he will make that way. Let's do this. Let's just bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. I'm going to invite you just for a moment, just for you to utter a prayer before the Lord, before I pray. What do you have to say to the Lord right now? What, what, what questions do you have for him? What, what praise do you have for him? You bring that to the Lord and then I'm going to pray over us. Lord, as we come to you today, we, we bring you our praise. You are worthy of all praise, God. But we also know that we can boldly come to you, come before your throne when we need help. And sometimes we need help understanding, accepting the realities that we've had to face. Sometimes we need help trusting that you are, and that you are good. Thank you that we can come boldly before you with our praise and with our need.
God, I pray and I ask that you would receive the prayers of my brothers and my sisters here today. Attend to them. Lord, I pray. God, I pray and I thank you that uh, we can say uh, you are here, present among us. We trust that. We experience your presence. We pray that as we are here today, that Lord, you would, uh, Lord, that you would minister to us. You would uh, correct us where we need correction. You would equip us where we need equipping. Lord, you would maybe just motivate us, Lord, encourage us. Uh, maybe there's some specific questions that we have, and Lord, through the uh, conversation that we're going to have this morning, Lord, uh, you, will, uh, you will answer some questions, Lord, we pray. Lord, maybe there's some here today who've not trusted you, and through the testimony that's going to be shared today, they will come to surrender to your love and your mercy and your goodness. That they will come receiving forgiveness and seeking your healing for their woundedness, Lord, we pray. God, we pray and we ask that you would just please move today in our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we don't want to just have our hearts and our minds stirred today, Lord. What we want to be able to do is go from this place looking like your son Jesus, loving like your son Jesus, acting like your son Jesus, caring like your son Jesus. Giving hope like your son Jesus. Lord, we pray. We pray and we ask all these things in the mighty resurrected name of the name that is above every name. And that is the name of your son Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, well, we welcome you here today. I know we have some visitors and we have some guests. So um, I'm just going to let you all know today is going to be a little bit different than our normal um, Sunday morning worship service. And this month is going to be a little bit different because we have started our missions month today. And... Um, so in just a, a moment, I'm going to invite uh, our missionary guest up with, uh, with me, and we're going to have a conversation. He's going to share, us, uh, share with us uh, his testimony and uh, the, the ministry that he's a part of, um, which is right here in, uh, in our area. But um, before we do that, let's just kind of talk about like, what we want to uh, see accomplished in our missions month. Why, why do we do this every year? Um, and uh, of course, we we want to go to uh, Matthew and uh, in Matthew's gospel, we we have Jesus commissioning his his disciples after he has uh, been crucified, after he has been resurrected, and he spent about forty days with his disciples um, and teaching them further and equipping them further. And then Jesus was going to uh, he was going to ascend into the heaven. And he was going to be exalted to the right hand of the Father, and uh, he says unto to them he says listen all power or all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth and he says so with my authority i'm going to equip you with some authority and with some uh marching orders a mandate if you will he says so i want you to uh go and he says teach all nations in the king james version of course we know this is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I want you to disciple them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. I want you to make disciples of me, Jesus said, not me, Macaulay, 
not just a disciple of you, but a disciple of Jesus, somebody who can follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And lo, and look, look, I know I'm sending you, but I'm not sending you alone. I'm going to be with you always, even unto the end of the world, or really properly the end of the age. So, uh, we have, as a church, our mission is to be disciples who make disciples. We want to actively participate in that ourselves individually. We want to corporately participate in that. So things that we do, even when we gather on Sunday morning and we worship, we consider that as a, as a way of being disciples. We're acting as disciples, worshiping together. But also, it's equipping us to, uh, to, to, to like worship in our daily life, right? Um, and, and it's an opportunity for people to come in and learn about the Lord and, and, and the fellowship of the saints. And so, so, so we uh, want to be disciples and who can make disciples here, but we also know that we want to partner with people who can go to other places that you and I don't live or other places where you and I are not called to go. And so we have missionaries across the world that we support. And so when we have our missions month, one of our things is, uh, one of our objectives is that we would get to know about our missionaries. And uh, we, we, we can be updated on some mission projects that we already serve or partner with. And then we can learn new mission projects that we can partner with. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn a new one that we can uh, partner with. Uh, and it's uh, and it's a cool ministry. And then the second thing that we want to do is we, we we believe that like what happens in life is as you go along in your in your routines and the mundanity of life is is sometimes you lose your vigor for certain things. Sometimes because uh, because the schedule gets busy and because your your, your workload gets busy and and, and you're just kind of have your, your your head down and and you're just you know you're doing your best just to put one foot in front of the next uh, each day. Sometimes what happens is you lose your vigor and your vitality for missions and for the work that God is doing and wants to do in in. And making disciples of all nations. And so uh, when we gather here um, every February, what we want to do is have that spirit renewed within us. We want to have this renewed energy and this renewed zeal for, for, for the work of missions. And then and then the last thing is this, is, is one of the ways that we partner and we support uh, missionaries is not just by saying, do good and, and giving them a pat on the back, but we practically want to help them with financial resources. And so, um, so I don't know about you, but I have to go to the grocery store and spend money to get food. If I don't, I get in trouble, right? I mean, I can get the food, but if I don't spend the money to get it right, I can get in trouble. And so, and so that's the same thing for missionaries, and that's the same thing for a lot of thing, uh, a lot of a lot of needs. Um, and so, and so, what we want to be able to do is financially support them. And so, every uh, every February, what we do as a church is we say, okay, we, we we take this time not only to learn about missionaries and to get our spirit reinvigorated for missions, but to sit there and pray and ask the Lord, say, God, what what would you provide me? to give towards missions this year? How can I support, uh, it, 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 how can we partner with, today we're gonna meet Mateen, how can we partner with Mateen? And, 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 and here's the deal, like you might go, he's only asking me to give $5 a month and that seems inconsequential. And so you might go, I'm not even gonna give the $5 because somebody else might be giving $100. That's not how this works, right? See, whatever the Lord asks you to give, you give, and we as a collective group 
now have a, a, a better opportunity to support somebody um, at, a, at a greater value per month. And so uh, I want to encourage you um, just to pray and to ask the Lord throughout this month, like, what will you provide me to give? And, um, and, and we can talk more about giving um, throughout the month, but that's all I want us to say today. Um, but now I want to introduce us to uh, our mission guest. And to do so, I want to read Psalm 67 because I believe this is a good psalm for uh, the work that's being done here. Uh, the Psalm 67 says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us so that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. And then verse three says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. And then verse four, O let the nations be glad. This is something for an old stock Jew to be writing. One who was of the chosen covenant family to say, I don't want just the Jews in Zion to proclaim your name. I want people of all the nations to know your saving health. I want every last person on the face of this planet to be glad about you, God. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously, because everybody deserves a just judge. Let the people praise thee, O oh God, let all the people praise thee. And whenever that happens, then the earth shall yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Uh, Martin Hamas. Did I do it real? Okay, come on, Brother Martin. From now on, he's Brother Martin, all right? Uh, he is with a, an organization called Nations Houston. Um, and um, and Martin uh, is actually serving a community right here in Houston that is the most densely populated community in all of Houston. And it has, what's the percentage of uh, immigrants right now? Yeah. Almost 60% here. Yeah. About 60% immigrants. Uh, over 82? 82 nations. Pe 82 people groups. People groups. Yes. 82 people groups represented. Yes. And, and 42 languages. 42 languages. Yes. And you know all of them. Now I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, no. The day of Pentecost comes, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, with the day of Pentecost comes. I like it, that's good, that's good. And that community is Gulfton. It's southwest uh, Houston. It's uh, like, uh, would, you, would you say 59 and... Um, yeah, 59, uh, 610, and Beltway 8 in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this little, this little slice of heaven, yes. right? Because heaven's going to look like all the nations, yes, right? Exactly. So a little slice of heaven right here in Houston, um, where uh, Brother Mateen is uh, serving. So, Mateen, I'm going to invite you to sit down. I'm going to grab you a microphone, and uh, we'll have a little conversation. Sure. Yes, sir. So, can you all welcome Mateen? Um, will you turn the white one on, Asher, or uh, Willem? Okay. You guys here? Okay. Maybe we'll do the red one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> it's like still flashing. Hello. Whoa. Is the red one on? Well, you turn it on. There it goes. There we go. All right. Yes. Even when I ah. don't see it, you're working. <laughs> That's what the microphone was trying to say. You don't see it, but I'm working, right? I'm um, just joking. All right, Asher, I'm going to take control of the computer right now, okay? Thank you, sir. Um, Asher is learning how to do our computer. What do you all think about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. So, yeah. uh, Mateen, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much yes, for having sir. me. It's an uh, honor and privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, we met last time uh, in, in a beach, and uh, we just, divine appointment. Yes, we, sir. We just went there in a, in a birthday party of our friends. Yes. And then com become common friends. Yes. Yeah, it was a common friend. So, yeah, yeah it was an honor to have the next meeting here. Amen, amen, it's amen. Yeah, Thank so. You. Yeah, so I met Martin. Uh, my my friend was having a birthday party down on the beach, and uh, and our kids were out running around and playing. And then uh, here comes Martin and his bride and their uh, their twin babies. And um, and uh, and so we started talking and got to find out what he's doing and got to find out what I'm doing. And then uh, we, uh, uh, you know how the Lord works. It's like, oh, cool. Um, we are connected. We're brothers. Yeah, we find out <laughs> we are brothers. Yes, but just different mothers. Yes, yeah, yeah, same yeah, 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 same father. Yeah, yeah, my brother from another mother. That's right. Uh, so, uh, so uh, we we got to talk for a few minutes there, and then I got to sit down with him, and we had coffee. Um, and uh, was it good coffee? I can't remember if it was good coffee. I liked it. Okay, okay, good. Okay. It was good. Um, we had good coffee. Is what what we need to qualify there. And uh, I got to hear more of his story. And, and um, so, Mateen, I want you to share with uh, our congregation. Just tell us about, like it says here, like before you knew Christ, like what was it? Tell us, A, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What was it like growing up in your home? Um, and, and, and you can share with us from there. Sure. Um, so, originally I'm from Iran, uh, born in Iran, raised in Iran. And, uh, and uh, it's called, Iran is a, we call Persian, our language is Persian. And um, so uh, uh, I, part of my life, my childhood, I was in Lebanon, Syria, in that region. And the reason was I was there because of my dad's job. He was part of Iran government. And as you can see in this picture, it's, as um, <laughs> you say, uh, I'm a third generation of missionary uh, but in opposite, 100 degree in opposite directions <laughs> of what you guys see, the Muslim missionaries. So he, uh, and uh, so my dad, yeah, I mean, just contribute to Islam growth in, in, in Lebanon and that region. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, want to say just uh, that this, this is part of my life that I, 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 my childhood was, I, I, I grew up in, in that part of it. But uh, so Iran and Tehran, um, and uh, also the capital of Iran is was also some other part that I was grew up. So you grew up with a missionary dad, but your yeah. dad was a missionary differently, right? <laughs> different, hundred yeah. degree different. So um, and that's something for us just to even kind of chew a little bit, you know, and to to ingest is to go, hey, you know, as much as we have hope in Christ, and um, there's people who place a lot of hope in Muhammad being a faithful prophet, right? And, uh, and in Islam as, as a faith and, yeah. and, and the people who are zealous about that aren't just people who mm. 
we would think the boogeyman kind of idea of yes. people who just uh, think about jihad. Yes. Uh, in fact, that's actually a pretty small Portion. percentage of Islam, right? Yeah, I mean, jihad is more radical uh, uh, people, Muslim <coughs> people, that they think, I mean, this they believe, according to Quran, they think uh, the highest devotion that you can have to God is to just be martyr in war uh, for Allah. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I would say my dad was, was one of those. Your dad was one of those, okay, yeah. yeah. And so, so it's either you're gonna you're gonna come and you're gonna trust in uh, Islam, and or you're on the outside and we need to get rid of you. That yes. that's that's the extreme yes. end of yeah, things, that, right? Yeah, that 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 mindset they have it just they have to um, I mean by force I mean expand Islam. Mm. So as you can see in the, in the Muslim world, some I mean as you said I mean it's just minority. Yeah. Just maybe I mean percentage wise, it's just my one percent. So yeah. It's just really you. Uh, not all the Muslim you can see radical Taliban, Hamas, or or ISIS or things, but uh, that those minority because I mean just uh, I there is a the belief is because it's based on fear mm. and the fear of death, fear of hell, and they they want uh, uh, I think every person needs uh, just security just to be uh, have a internal life, so they think, oh, we do whatever we can, just get to heaven. So yeah. they, they even la they're ready to lay down their lives. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you for sharing that with You're us. Welcome. And uh, and it's different whenever our faith is rooted in fear than yeah. whenever it's rooted in love and yeah. whenever it's, you know, not not securely established, but it's kind of like you're, you're yeah. always in the balance, right? Yes. Um, and so just so y'all know, our faith is supposed to be rooted in love as well. Yeah. And uh, what sadly right is, a lot of people, uh, weren't your faith not rooted in love. Yeah. You were taught, so you better be afraid. Yeah. Be very afraid. And uh, it, 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 it denies Jesus Christ, yeah. right? Because perfect love casts out fear. Yes. Because those who are afraid are afraid believing they're going to be punished. Mm -hmm. But we've been invited into this grace that says, it's not what you've done or what I've done, mm -hmm. but because of who God is, who his son Jesus is, that based on what he, who he is, he has said, I will forgive you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I will forgive you. Yeah. I, will, I will have mercy on you. And so, um, so yeah, so don't let your, fear, your faith be rooted in fear. It can lead you down some, some twisted paths, can it not? Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, as you can see also in this picture, I mean, it was, I want to just show how zealousness of my dad was, that uh, supreme leader of Iran, that time who, who found uh, Iran uh, revolution. Uh, so his name is Khomeini, so he passed away right now. Mm. But, uh, but hey, my dad took me to kiss his hand even. And I did, uh, was child, I was baby. Mm. And, and I wanna just say, um, just really, uh, I grew up, I wanna say in this context that people worshiping this man as uh, Allah, which they've got. Mm. So um, um, just, just think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so you were raised in this Muslim, deeply devout uh, yeah. Muslim family, right? Which is not the majority of the Mos uh, Iranian, Iranian, as you say. I mean, if you go, they are culturally Muslim. So you guys like, like say, I mean, many in America, they're culturally, they say, oh, we're Christian, but yeah. really they're 
worshiping Jesus? Are they, they committed to Jesus? Are they following Jesus? So in, in, in Iran is the same. So many right. people, they say, oh, we are Muslim, but they're really, they're not practicing Islam. I would say, especially in this generation, say <laughs> I cannot say good percentage, but I, ev I speak to every person. They yeah. Are, they are not really following, right, right, following right. Islam. Yeah, okay, good, thank you. And that's important to know too, because um, because it is that cultural identity, not yeah. so much their faith, right, yeah. sometimes. Um, and, that, and, and, and again, yeah, that can be true in Christianity. So you're raised in this family, um, a, a particularly super religious family, right? Yes. You tell some of these things, you know, both educated, uh, the, the girls over five years old had to wear hijabs, um, yeah. you know, your holidays and, uh, were, were worship vacations, right? Yes. And so, so very, very, very much, it would be like yeah. if you grew up going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and you were there every day, time the doors were open, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and uh, y y church camp was your vacation. I know something about that <laughs> uh, myself. Yeah. So, um, so you grew up in this super uh, religious, super yes. devout family. Yes. Um, but then something happened. Um, sure. Because today you're not practicing Islam, Islam and yeah. you're not worshiping Allah, yes. uh, right? And yeah. so, um, so mm, tell yeah. us your story about how you sure. got from there to here. Yes, exactly. So this picture also shows, I mean, I went to Makkah, so it was the holy city of um, uh, Muslims. They, everyone, they want to be privileged to go to this city and really it's the just highest, um, I mean, honor they can go because it's very expensive not everyone can i my, my dad took us a lot so in that uh, <laughs> picture also me um, with my two uh, sisters uh, my siblings and uh, my mom also in that picture we are in maka so um so yes as you um after the um uh, let me share this part just um so after the high school my dad um, i mean resigned from Iran government and he moved to uh, UAE to Dubai and start a business and mainly his the reason he resigned was because of the so much corruption was in the Iran government mm. and he said oh wow I I uh, it's is contradict my values because I want to be fully devoted I don't want to be part of this mess in Iran and because so much lies so much deception so much corruption wow. so and he go to USA do my own I start on my own business so when he went there, I start, uh, I mean, um, uh, business and I will start working for him. And also I go to the c uh, college in, in Dubai. And uh, I uh, as I was in the college and uh, learn, because it's, uh, Dubai is the more free kind of country. Is the Arabic, is the Muslim uh, country. But, uh, but the fact is I was exposed to more belief and I start uh, be more curious about other faith. And I remember um, in, that s in that season of my life, I had uh, uh, a girlfriend. Actually, she gave me a Bible, and <laughs> and uh, and I don't know. She was really, um, I mean, because uh, really she was a Christian or not, a devotee. But she gave me a Bible, and I actually started reading the Bible, and uh, a little bit, a couple of pages, and it was a New Testament only. But I, I just said to myself. I'm, I still not read whole Quran. If I read it, it just forgot it. I really still not fully devote Muslim. So um, to really be able to know this is true or not, because I, I first have to finish reading the Quran. So I actually throw it away. Mm. So uh, um, uh, and and then. 
we broke up and our relationship didn't go to <laughs> well. So, and then, um, so anyhow, I was uh, in that season that um, in from 2000 to 2008, my dad, I mean, started the business in 2000 and 2008, he actually bankrupt because wow. a global financial right. crisis happened. And then um, my dad uh, left Iran, uh, left to UAE, he, ba he went back to Iran and uh, Start another business in Iran, and I was uh, by myself. My whole my family went back to Iran. And I was myself. I was in, in uh, just thinking about okay, just uh, finish my college and just um, become high educated things, uh, and and then find a good job. And just this is the I just looking for a purpose of life. I try to just find the purpose of life in the prosperity mm. and such a things to be successful in life, but. I was, there was a, a void in me, a, a gap, I just all the time was trying to fill that gap. With, I mean, even in that season, just going to, to the parties, doing, um, just uh, going uh, just with the friends, different places, uh, chasing girls, just try to fill this gap and just feel so empty. I remember that when that happened, my dad bankrupt, and I start going back a uh, little bit more diligently to the mosque. And uh, I actually, when I went to the mosque in UAE, Dubai, and then I, I found myself, oh my goodness, I feel more empty, I feel more, because, uh, because I, I acknowledge how I sinful I am, uh. how I acknowledge how, how I'm terrible I am. <laughs> so, so, uh, it's kind of like, a, yeah. like Paul in Romans 7. The things I want to do, I don't oh, do. The yeah. things I don't do, exactly. uh, uh, or I don't want to do, I do. It's like, oh, who's going to save yeah, me from I this? I couldn't give up uh, uh, and uh, from uh, from being, uh, just enjoy the pleasure of the world. And I, when I do that, just try to feel empty. So um, uh, in that season uh, that you mentioned, just how I counter God. So. Um, I in what my workplace that uh, where I was in that uh, I had I was working jobless a co-worker uh, who was a former a former Muslim he was a start following Christ three years before me and he stepped out and I start uh, building relationship with me uh -huh. and um, and discipling me I even before I, go I come to faith yeah and uh, he led me to Christ in a in a in a course of maybe eight to nine months. Okay. So it, I, I can share more. Yeah, yeah, I wanna hear more about this. A couple things I just wanna kinda point out along the way is, A, I, I love that you said, you know, your dad left the government because it was corrupt, which we don't know anything about that here, but, um, right. Uh, but, uh, but he left the government because it's corrupt. And wh what I see there is, is sometimes people make, have this mistake that like Christianity is the only one with morals. And that's not like the, the reality. I mean, the fact that they have like Gilgamesh epic and there's these moral code there, there and they would go, that looks a lot like the Ten Commandments. It's like, yeah, because morality is all over the place. In fact, if you look at in our political spectrum, there's people who are, they were claiming moral codes and moral standards. And this is a big thing about Christianity is we have moral standards. Yes, we do. But our big, the, the, the big like key for us is this good news that we have forgiveness on hand that there's forgiveness offered that's the business that we're in and we need to remember that because sometimes we get swept up in the moral standards game and we're in the forgiveness game we're in the game to tell people hey there is one who came to and he laid down his life so that you would know that god loves you and will offer you forgiveness and it's through that that real transformation can take place because you can show up at a mosque 
and be doing the wrong moral things and you're not going to get that forgiveness, you're just going to feel more empty. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right? You're just going to feel more empty. And a lot of people show up to churches every week and they don't get that forgiveness aspect and they just continue to feel more empty and beat themselves up. And I can promise you, like what Romans 7 says, if you live in that, you go, who's going to rescue me from this? And it's until you can go, thanks be to God that Jesus has rescued me from this life. Um, And you experience that. You experience that over a period of time with a coworker who walked with you. I want us to point this out too. It wasn't somebody over there on a mission trip, right? It was somebody who was taking the time to walk with somebody. and, and, And not only did he walk with you and start discipling you well before you even ever made a profession of faith in Christ, Um, but, um, but I, this is an important aspect. Was it dangerous for him to be sharing his faith with you? Absolutely. It was okay. so dangerous for him. Uh, I mean, um, mainly, um, um, he, he, I mean, his approach was building relationship with me, build trust. And in that context, he extort, I, I just tried to see his life, just see, there is something is very geni- genuine, and I, that's I was the one that I start asking question from him. I said, "Just uh, at first, uh, just see how he's. I mean, for example, walking holiness and walking uh, just fear of God. And just but but I finally is not uh, just not try to. I mean, just show it to me, show off because I was all my life around the hypocrite people. And I was one of those, and I know, and just say, but they say some genuineness in you, brother, and tell me more. What's your belief is? Uh, what okay. what uh, what's your? I I don't see you are praying the Muslim way. Uh-huh. I don't see you use those all the uh, a, a slogan or the words that Muslim use. And but but you show your trust. You say um, your trust in in your uh, manner, and also. The kindness this man has toward me, he was just very really intentional in, in just asking me if we were in the uh, a, a area that two company, he was in different company, and I, but we met each other in the, uh, in the break, break uh, the break, the lunch break that right. we had. So we took lunch together and he intentionally asking me, hey, would you like to take lunch together? And uh, just coming every day asking me and just, and uh, just uh, loving me and uh, with, with his spending time with me, uh-huh. I would say. And um, yeah, after a while, he invited me to his home. And, uh, and uh, after that, he invited me to his home gathering, the, ha- yeah. the, the kind of house church. Yeah. So a uh, couple things, too. Yeah. He was intentional with you. Intentional. Right. Cared for you. His character stood out to you. Right, uh, something was different that you b- begin to go. Okay, you're taking notice of this. Um, he didn't give you an elevator sales pitch. He didn't come in and say, "Hey, if you no. if, if if you were to die right now, where would you go?" He didn't do anything like that. No. Right? He, no. he he built trust with you. Yes. Yeah. So I want to bring these things out because this is yeah. what we need to be doing. Yeah. We need to be intentional. We need to be caring. We need to have character about ourselves, and we don't need to offer an elevator sales pitch. Yeah. That that. Uh, We've, we've gone down a bad path if that's what we think that we have to do because that becomes about you doing something so that you can check it off the list instead of doing something for someone. Mm. See, the gospel that we have is not that I have to do this or God's not. 
the gospel that we have is I've been shown divine love and mercy, yeah. and I need them to know that there's divine love and mercy. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so our intentionality and in building trust is about this person coming to know mm. Christ and his love, not I witnessed to five people today. Mm. Look what I did. It's not about me. It, and if it ever becomes that, then it's not missions. Mm. It's not missions. That's not to say that God won't work because mm. God's hands never shortened. He can work through my failure as much as he can work through my, my victory. Mm. But for our hearts to be right, it has to be about this person, yeah. right? Yeah. And so thank you for sharing that. Um, you come to trust Christ. Can you just tell me what is the thing uh, like? What kind of what was like the moment? I mean, it's a it's a slow burn kind of thing, right, going yes. on. But what's the moment that you're like, okay, I have to surrender myself to, to yeah. to, to his love and to his grace and to his his Amen. way. So uh, when I invited to um, to the house church, however, in this period of time, as I would say, the eight to nine months, it just uh, quoting some scriptures and uh, and. Uh, Mainly, it's from Old Testament. Yeah. He's just sharing the story of Adam and Eve, and he, uh, and he, because this is the same stories in Islam. Yeah. And uh, all the <laughs> Moses, Abraham, all these things. It's just we have it in the story. A little bit minor differences. Yeah. But uh, he start from where I am and where I, uh, my belief is, and uh, and he starts. For example, one of the, um, the story that share Adam, uh, Adam and Eve. He he, he said. When they sin, they they kind of uh, they they deported from heaven, <laughs> from from the paradise, so from presence of God, and uh, and he said um, uh, he because in Islam says they repented and they came back, but this part was different. He uh -huh. said no, when they deported, they 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 cast uh, kicked out, so um, they there was a punishment there was a consequence yeah. for their sin yeah and uh, and god must to deal with that consequence mm. and they couldn't do anything to come back mm. to god and i just find out and, and i shared that, that, that god did a sacrifice and that uh, he did a sacrifice he with a, as you guys know in the, uh, he uh, with the, the skin of the right. lamb he covered their nakedness yeah. and he said i said wow i never thought about that uh, so and uh, he started just let me think differently. And um, by the way, in parenthesis, I, heard, I, I need to share this. In, in when I was in high school, I watched the Passion of Christ movie, mm. and uh, and um, and and someone it was illegal in, in Iran to watch those movies. It was so I when I watched the Passion of Christ, it, this was a question for me because I couldn't really understand the movie because it was in different language and I didn't know just. Was that it was Hebrew and subtitled English? So I asked him why. I knew it was Jesus, but I was thinking why he go through this such a brutal suffering and persecution, and they kill him. But he didn't go to the war, and he didn't go um, to any. Um, yeah, to just because Muslims say you have to go to the war, but they yeah. said why, why he is not is so he didn't why do any, he didn't back. hurt anyone. Yeah, why they kill him such a brutal way? Yeah, and uh, and when when he was sharing my friend in, in uh, he sharing about we need a we need a substitution we need we need something to God deal with our sin, mm -hmm. and we cannot do it by ourselves. Mm. And for example, Adam and Eve, 
God did a lamb sacrifice and, and then he covered them or he shared Abraham's story that uh, even when he wants to sacrifice his son yeah. and God provide a, a goat. Yeah. And, uh, and also ultimately we read Isaiah 53 together and then Isaiah 53 was just, I said, who's this guy? I just asked him, who's, who's this man? He's got such a suffering. I started asking him. Yeah. And, uh, and then um, I just say, I mean, the another story, it was the, I read the New Testament and it was the, the John Baptist. He says, behold, he, when he sees Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God yeah. who took the sin of the world. And I just, my eyes just start to open. I just said, oh, wow. Uh, this man is the lamb. Uh. Because I went to the Makkah, I did a sacri lamb sacrifice there. Oh, wow. All, all my life, I mean, in Muslim, like Jewish, they, we do the lamb sacrifice. And, but the whole concept of this lamb sacrifice is because we point into future. It's like an arrow that we need a substitution. We cannot, uh, we need some things yeah. uh, to deal with this sin. And uh, I just said, that's why. Because we need a person we need to deal with us to take our substitution. As I said, yes, when I stand before God, the day of judgment, I know Jesus come, and he, sh he, he used this il illustration. He says, like a judge who is standing in the judge and he wants uh, to punish the sinner, but he said, I go as a judge. Yeah. And and I stand in your behalf, and I take your uh, your seat of, yeah, of yeah, punishment. Yeah. And it, it used such an example and parable, and that I say, wow, yeah, that's uh, he God Himself deal with this. So I was just saying one of the other um, really impression, uh, uh, as I said, invited to the house church in that period of time. So um, I when I enter to the that house church. Um, something was different. The first expression that I had that uh, about um, God and that it was God is real. Ah. So I find out God is real because his presence was so tangible. His peace was completely, uh, completely you can feel it. So I just said all of my life looking for this lack of peace, this void, I find it here. Yeah. Is there is God is here. It's just that was other. So I mean, I would say, God slowly, slowly take yeah. me to a journey to knowing Him. Yeah. So God is patient. Absolutely. <laughs> good, good, good. I need Him to be for me. I just yeah. want, want to make sure that we're good on that. Uh, it reminds me of this thing that I've seen recently. And I think I've shared it with the church, but it's like uh, God works at three miles per hour. And sometimes, I mean, we're going at 100, right? And we're like, oh, yeah, God. And he's like, I'm working. He's like, I'm just back here, you know? And uh, he's patient with us. But I love how it's this person's testimony. It's scripture and how you're seeing the difference in scripture um, from, from, from the stories that you've heard in the Quran. It's understanding, you know, uh, that God had to take the initiative to, to right the wrong. That, that's not an initiative that you and I can possibly take ourselves, right? And then... Um, and then feeling God's manifest presence. Uh, yes. yeah. So I, I know there's so much more to your story. And like, I think what we're going to have to do right now is just sadly kind of 
fast forward a little bit uh, and get to what the work that you're doing now, but uh, we'll kind of like, just want to kind of fill in some of the gaps. You were in Iran, you became a believer, you started, you trusted in Christ, and then you, who had been discipled, you begin to start making disciples, yeah. right? And uh, and because of this, you you shared your testimony with somebody, or, or and then and then what happened? Uh, just real quickly, what happened after you shared your testimony with somebody? So the first, uh, the consequence I had for any Muslim who renounced Islam and stopped following different faith. I mean, um, just it was my the friction that happened between my relationship with my dad, uh-huh. and uh, for ten years I lost my my relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. I lost my dad in three years ago, 222, but 10 years, really, we couldn't get along. I mean, he didn't, because I started sharing the Bible. This is corrupted, it's not true. And, um, but something happened, and you know that, um, probably I share with you, but uh, just, uh, my dad, uh, he was dealing with a lung cancer in Iran hospital, in Iran, Tehran, and, uh, and he was on the bed sick, and he was about to die, because the doctors all gave up. But um, the, um, there was an evangelist surgeon there in the hospital to share about Jesus to him. And uh, he, after the surgery, he woke up, my mom recorded his voice, and he said, indeed, Jesus is the ransom for his people. Uh. May he have mercy on me and put his hand on my head and uh, bless me. So just this confession, it just gave me enough assurance that to know I'll see my dad one day. Yeah. So all this uh, strife and hardship, he wants to go to get to heaven. Didn't go by that, but by this confession, I know. Yeah. And uh, definitely for, I mean, after that, uh, the last thing, I lost the job, lost the, I mean, and I, I was deported from uh, UAE because yeah. I was getting involved uh, with the uh, going to the labor camps and making disciples, receiving some training. I was so excited about what God is doing. So, and then uh, they canceled my visa. I couldn't go back to um, to Iran. And this has happened in 2015. So, uh, I got opened the door for me to come to US. In five days I have to leave uh, Dubai. But in one day I got, in two days, I got one day I get my visa, US visa, and in two days I left. Wow, the country. Yeah. So I came, uh, yeah, November 2015. Since then, I'm here. Yeah. And then uh, here, um, yeah, we start. I stopped being pol- part of our, uh, I mean, church volunteer. So this picture is from yeah. that person. Yeah. I'm gonna this go ahead. Yeah. So, but after that, God really blessed blessed us. I mean, God gave me a family. God gave me. This is my family, my dad, and uh, my, my siblings. And, uh, there you go. So maybe. Yeah, I'm just putting this. Yeah, maybe maybe it's better to introduce my family. First. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, he does have he does have a family, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I want to just. So. Yeah, Julissa, my wife, and um, we, um, we married two years ago. Um, so God really, after the last of these things, just said He was so faithful. He rewarded me. More importantly, I make me my His son. I become His son, child of the living God. Mm. And this is the most important treasure I, I, ha- I have right now. I can say, testify what I have from my faith. But plus, and uh, he gave me a family. He gave uh, twin babies. Now they are one years old. They were so tired yesterday. We were in a conference in our church. They couldn't make up, uh, <laughs> come, come here. But I would say, um, God, most important thing, gave me a family of God. Yeah. So you guys, so everywhere I go, I can see this my family of God. So, uh, 
and my mom came to faith and uh, my brother came to faith so so i i just uh, my two sister are still seeking but they are not practicing islam they are really uh, um, i'm 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 really speaking to them sharing with them you can you guys can pray about that yeah. my two sister also come to faith soon awesome awesome yeah. we will for sure so you left you had this crazy story you got to get out of the country in five days. You're able to get, and you're not able to go back home to Iran. So now, now you now you find yourself in America, and um, and you're, you're working. I know you end up in Houston, and um, and then just part of who you are as a person, as a disciple of Christ, you're making disciples, right? Yes. This isn't your full time job. This isn't you know. It's just it's just who you are. But then it become there comes this opportunity for you to actually do this as your vocation. So tell us a little bit of the story about how it comes about that you become quote unquote a missionary. I mean, you were, you were doing it the whole time, but you know, vocationally as a missionary. Sure, I mean, in, um, after two, three years when I came to US to start working um, lay job and professional jobs, and I, I, I said, ask him, I said, God, there is more. And I, you closed the door, opened the door, I came here. What's your purpose and plan for me? I didn't come here for one level of occupation to another and just at the end of the day be empty. Tell me, I just in that uh, season of my life, um, I was working in company, my company was moved, wanted to move uh, from Houston to Austin and I shared, um, I was volunteering and reaching to the nation of Houston, <coughs> but uh, I shared with my elder of the church, a pastor just said, uh, it's called Antioch. So I just said, hey, uh, guys, um, I, I don't feel I should go to Austin. And in that, um, say, let us let me pray, and we should let you know. So how they pray. In the beginning of 2019, I started. They said, hey, come on, jump in. And this is, if you think God call you, so we, we're going to uh, stay. Uh, and you just have to just uh, find a team of partners to uh, have, your ca have your regions, have your... Um, and pray for you, yeah, and uh, to be able to launch you to to what you what called you, yeah, definitely. So I moved uh, since beginning of 2019 to the part of Southwest Houston, the most diverse part of the city, which is, uh, and uh, I uh, mainly um, just want to try to be witness. Just I mainly more people who are come from Muslim background, and uh, these people we are focusing. And uh, we have a team, uh, my wife, and we have another teammate. Um, so we serve people in different ways. So as you can see here, food distribution, visiting and praying pe uh, for people uh, in their homes. We have a prayer calls every week, every Thursday at noon, and we have a training for disciple makers. So we have volunteers as well. So uh, we uh, come alongside of us for all this activity that we have. And we have the ho host a mission trip from different churches coming to the city to the, that part of it for do the outreaches so and uh, yeah also one of the things that we do we connect the people to the employers and we find job for the for the immigrant refugees because mainly they come here and uh, uh, they, they the first needs they have is to have jobs so uh, we partner with one organization uh, called Ampelio they are, uh, they, are, they, are uh, they just work with their refugees and we connect them and through them we connect them to the employers awesome so yes and all these things we do is just to engage and be able to connect with a person of peace i would say and be able to disciple that hungry one so we see um probably next slide it just show i mean we go to their homes 
is that um, I mean the, yeah these are our volunteer teams sometimes coming please so and, and uh, yeah I mean I would say just uh, there's a people uh, our approach our approach to really lead people to Christ uh, is um, we lead people the same way I came to pay I start discovering God we lead people to discover God by themselves, by presenting the scripture to them, mainly start from Old Testament. We come to the same level of their belief, understanding, and then a step by step. We, we sign up for the, for the long haul to go with them, build relationship with them, be genuine with them. And uh, also sometimes God shows up. Just one story I want to share with you guys. Just three years ago when after Afghanistan, Taliban take over the country and... Um, and the collapse government. So many Afghanis they have to flee from uh, from Afghanistan. And uh, you know that our just Houston, fifteen thousand Afghani just came after that to Houston. And um, so we we were able when we were there um, just meeting with those individuals desperate leave their homeland in just one day, two day. They left their home, everything they have. Some of them, because they were working with the U.S. Army, and their life was in danger, and they they have to quickly as soon as possible. And you know that what happened in the airport, the bombing happened. Many of them perished. Some of their family was divided. Some of them left, stayed there. Some of them they came. So anyhow, so one story was that just one Afghani guy that we started engaging with him and bringing clothes and food and these things. So we um, so building relationship with him. And he was so curious to know uh, why we do these things. And uh, so we uh, slowly uh, start sharing the scripture from him, with him uh, from Old Testament. And, uh, and uh, after a few stories, and uh, he had a dream. And in that dream, it was a man in white appeared to him. And he said to me, I mean, we still didn't get to the New Testament. We were about to get there. But before we get to the New Testament stories, about talking about Jesus uh, in the story of Noah, we were there, and then he that dream he had dream, and said, Jesus appeared. There was a man in white. Says, "You are a good, you are a good follower of me." And next time when we met, he said, "I had a dream." It was an eighty years old man, yeah. and uh, and then he said, "I know it was Jesus. I know you are Christian, and I know this word is from the from the Bible, from the uh, uh, Torah." I, he he al at first told me, "Are you Jewish? Are you Christian?" And I said, you will find out. He <laughs> said, I want you experience. More than just the head knowledge and title you get from me, I want you experience. So that's why we bring them people to the journey, yeah. to the process. And it was amazing. And uh, he, in the one of Victor Jesus, we baptized him. So I want to say that this is multiple people that we uh, connect every day. So we, our vision, maybe we can talk about that. Yes. Time. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Let me just put some fine points on some things. So you don't leave Houston for Austin. You stay here. You get with your church, with leaders at your church. They commission you mm -hmm. to say, hey, listen, out of our church, we're going to send you to Gulfton. And um, and the uh, and y'all call it Nations Houston. And your church is Antioch Houston, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's an Antioch here uh, that's local close to Friendswood, there's one in Houston, there's one in Galveston, and then they're all over the world, actually. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a church movement. But, um, so they commission you to be in Gulfton with Nations Houston. Y'all are doing all these practical things to build relationships with people and, and so that you can also 
um, serve to uh, lead them to the Lord and get them to know who Jesus is. Um, and so, um, and so you have people that can come and partner with y'all. Like, uh, like people from our church could say, Hey, I want to go to your discipleship training and I have a heart for, um, to, to, to reach the nations and I, and, and I can't go to Iran, but I can go to Gulfton, right? Yeah. I can take the 45 minute drive or an hour and a half or two hour drive, yeah. depending on traffic. And I can make it over to Gulfton, right? Yeah. And I can serve with you, right? And yeah. so you'll train people. Um, and, and, and then they can come and they, that could become part of a, a regular thing. We as a group of, or we could bring a group of people from our church, you know, and, 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 and start serving over there with y'all as well. That's, that's what we're looking at when we're talking about Nation Houston, right? Yes. Um, and we can help with food distribution. We can help with some of those outreach events, or we can actually become people who kind of embed our lives over there and, and walk with people. That's, okay. Yeah, this is the work of the whole body of Christ. So everyone based on calling and, and gifting. So they just really, uh, so just I would, as you said, so we need a prayer intercessor. We need people who pray for us yeah. because that's most important. That's the really fuel of our ministry because any move of God proceed with prayer. Yeah. If there is no prayer, really, we cannot do anything just because we want to depend on his power. You know, but even as you're talking about it too, is like you said, the whole body of Christ. I'm thinking about like people who go like, hey, you know what? If somebody was coming over here from another country and they needed a job, they might need to know like some of our cultural, uh, like, like culturally what it would look like to sit down in an interview. And so maybe instead of, oh man, I, I got to know all this scripture and I got to teach them all this stuff. Maybe if I just helped provide some interview training for them, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and that's somebody yeah. building a relationship with exactly. somebody and providing something that can be a gateway or a doorway sure. to a relationship and to them seeing your life and, and like that, right? So I just exactly. kind of want to make sure that people, everybody sees like, this isn't just the work of somebody who is a Bible scholar. This isn't the work of somebody, you know, all of this is the whole body of Christ, as you said. <laughs> can get involved. If you're doing food distribution, I bet you need people who can just organize things. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we have volunteers just exactly yeah. packing the boxes and we take there. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We need some people to have trucks to put this <laughs> in the back. <laughs> so, so, so we're all getting the picture here. It's bigger than, it's a big, broad need. And yeah. so, so various ways that we can partner with you. Um, and, um, and so before we go, let's just talk about this. Um, you know, what's, what, what's kind of some of the things that you're hoping to see this year or in the next few years with Nations Houston? Yes. What are some of your goals? Definitely. Um, our vision is disciple-making movement. So um, I, uh, I get honored to really get mentored and, and uh, coached by some underground church leader of Iran, inside Iran. Um, so I really, uh, as you guys probably know, I mean, it's the fastest growing church in the world right now happening inside Iran. Huh. And, uh, and there is a documentary about that. It's in YouTube. You can watch it. It's called Ships Among the Wolves. And uh, it's most watched video uh, documentary in YouTube. Oh, wow. So it's, um, it's talking about the underground church. So I would say uh, what I envision about the here, Houston, Texas, and Gulf, and among the nation, and all North America, just we matter what is happening there. Because really, we are, as we get in approach to the, as you can see, we can, we can, from the, uh, Jesus is from the signs 
uh, of the season, you can know the, where we are approaching. Uh -huh. The Son of Man is coming. I mean, just say, I'm just saying, when we are going, how we can accomplish the Great Commission? If really we want to create it, we need such a move of God. The day of Pentecost really is happening right now in Iran and Afghanistan. Uh. So we want that happen here. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's more than our scale. It's more than our capability and strength. But God can do it. We just stay on the course. And we say, God, uh, let us do the next things. Yeah. And we want to do this here by making disciples. Jesus, by just discipling 12 guys, they just to these 12 God changed the course of history yeah. till today. <laughs> so he ministered to the thousand people. He healed the sick. He, 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 he raised the dead. He, he all the time, he ministered, feed the hungry. Just But his commission was to make disciples. And he said to disciples to make disciples. Yeah. Because till today, after 2,000 years, half of the wars, they follow him because of that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll so good. Uh, so your vision is we just want to keep making disciples yes. and equipping them to make disciples. Exactly. Right. And then from this, let me ask you this. Do you like house churches start out, out of this or do people go to Antioch or do, do, how, how, how do you get them plugged into churches? What does that look like? Yeah, our, our um, I mean, I mean, method, our vision is not to extract the people from their own community and bring them to different culture. Right. So we want indigenous disciple-making movement happen in that people group. This yeah. 82 nation right now in Golden, we want to every one of them have their own home church or house church or they start a movement in them. It yeah. just become an overflow and reach back to their own country. Right. So, uh, no, we don't want to change the culture. We yeah. are not here to, uh, I mean, it's just not bad. You, you, probably guys grow, grew up in such a culture, but someone from the, for example, Hindu background come here is shocked because there is so much difference, but we, we, we don't want to change that. Yeah. We want to uh, um, incarnate like Jesus. He yeah. was he was a div divinity in yeah. him. He just become incarnate. He become like us, like in form of man. Yeah. So we want to. No, I like that idea. Yeah. We want to, but, but we, we keep beautiful. our identity as, yeah. as, a, as a follower of Christ. We don't <laughs> but but some some of the things we have is just the cultural. We don't yeah. want to change. We don't want to get barriers. So this doesn't be church doesn't have to look like this. No, they right. don't have to. I mean, Iran. There, I mean, there is no church building in Iran yeah. right now. Yeah. So all house churches. But yeah. I just want to say, but um, awesome. No, yeah, that's good. Well, thank you for clarifying that because I think that's an important point. One of the things that we've been talking about is like Big C Church and being part of the Big C Church, right? We are we are a local New Testament body, but we're also part of a bigger thing that God's doing in this world. The kingdom is is advancing, and um, and and sometimes it's like you know, this is a big thing. Uh, part of our heart is like we might make disciples, and they never end up at Friends of the Baptist Church. Yeah. And if our goal is, well, we're only going to make disciples that end up at Friends of the Baptist Church, then we're backwards, right? Then that's, yeah. that's again, that's us serving us, not us serving somebody else. And so, um, so I love that idea that it's not about, it's not just about building a little kingdom, but advancing the big kingdom, right? Yes. Um, and, um, and then also thinking about there being this huge movement of belief in Iran and Afghanistan. Uh, might that just cause us to pause when we want to think, well, we should just drop a bomb on them. 
because God is moving. And we're not going to see that on the news. Yeah. They're not going to be talking about that on the news. Yeah. And so might we, might we always challenge our heart for these places that are different than us culturally, some that are hostile towards us, and might, us, might we have the heart of Jesus that doesn't say, drop a bomb on them, but Father, forgive them. They know not what they do, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and God is. God's doing that work. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Um, thank you so much. Have y'all been blessed by my team? It's an honor. Thank you so much. Um, here's what I want to do. I want to pray over you, and then, um, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. Brother Mitch will come, and he'll play us out. Just um, I want to encourage you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you guys when, uh, put my flyers on the, on the table on the, on the lobby, so in the back door. So if you guys want to, uh, we have a QR code. You guys, and also we have a sign-up new for newsletters. You want to hear about us. And uh, and receive our prayer requests and uh, stories that wha what is happening in Golston in Houston in our backyards. Yeah. And also, uh, yeah, you, we have a flyer. Feel free to have it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, let me just encourage y'all with this. If this is something that you're like, man, I want to get involved in that. Here's what we've found is the best thing for us as a church is um, is if somebody has that heart, then you champion that. And you invite your other brothers and sisters from our church and say, well, does anybody else want to join this? Like last year, um, we had a group of ladies who started working over at the shower ministry at Friends Church. And every Monday, they go and they help uh, prepare things for the shower ministry at Friends Church. And, and, and that's something that they do on their own initiative. And they invite other people along with them. And so, uh, so I, I just want to encourage you all with that. If, if this is something that gets your heart... Don't go, man, I really wish we would do that. I would encourage you to say, hey, let's, what, uh, this is something I want to do. And, and so, hey, Macaulay, will you help me promote it in our church? But, but you're going to be the champion for this cause. And, um, and so if it's something that you want, I want you to uh, just listen to the Lord and, let, and, 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 and take that. You can do it. You can be the champion for this cause. Um, and, uh, and, and then as a church, uh, we will... Um, seek ways that we can partner with y'all, um, uh, and uh, you know, on, 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 you know, throughout the year and everything like that. Absolutely, so, yeah. Would be a blessing, very to have you guys. If you guys can come, yeah, yeah. Just uh, you, what we do. One of the, these things is we go and visit people, so you can just expose to the different culture. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, or whatever we have our all our activities in our website and newsletter. Definitely. Yeah. Would love to have you guys uh, just as a work of the body of Christ. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let me pray with you and, uh, and pray over you. All right, brother? Uh, Lord, I love you. I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for just the way that you've worked in uh, my team's life. And Lord, I love that um, he's come to know you and know that you are real, uh, that you are good. And then, Lord, that it's not something that he has been selfish with lord it's something that he has been invigorated to share with others you he wants to share you with others lord and uh lord thank you for not only giving him that heart and allowing him to do that um uh in in various ways before he was ever here in houston but lord thank you for giving him the avenue and the means to uh and the resources so that he can dedicate his life to that here uh particularly engulfed in lord um, God, we do pray and we ask that your, your, your face would shine upon him and so that the nations can be glad, Lord. That's our prayer. Uh, God, we pray and we ask that you would uh, provide every resource that they need. 
that you would go with them and go before them. Lord, not only that you would be with the, the nations that are here, but Lord, as these people can uh, then reach back out into their home, their native nations, Lord, uh, that, that the gospel will just keep going, Lord. Um, he asked us to pray specifically for Iran, Lord. We pray for Iran, Lord. We pray for the movement that's going on there, uh, and how your spirit's on the move, and how your, your, your gospel is advancing, Lord, how your kingdom's advancing. We praise your name for that. Uh, Lord, please forgive us where we just think in such hostile, violent terms just to get rid of people, Lord. Let us have the mind of Christ that we might always look to seek the good, the welfare of those others, Lord. Um, God, we pray. Uh, Lord, we pray and we ask that you would just please be with us as a church. Lord, help us to know, uh, lead us in, as to how we can partner with Nations Houston. Uh, Lord, whether it's prayerfully and, and, and you just say, I want you praying for them because they're equipped enough and you're just, just pray for them. Or Lord, it's financial support or maybe we have some, uh, um, some ways in which projects that we can do together, Lord. Yes. Whatever that looks like, God, we pray and we ask that you would lead us in that. Lord, if there's a champion from our church who's going to, who's going to, uh, uh, be like kind of like our ambassador for Nations Houston and, and get our church uh, motivated and, 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 and partnering with them, Lord. We pray that you would just let that person know, say, look at them in the eyes right now, Lord, and say, you're the champion. Uh, you got this, Lord. Uh, I pray and I ask that you would, you would uh, do that. Lord, we pray and we ask not only blessings on their ministry and uh, on, on, on your gospel to be known, Lord. I pray blessings yeah. on his family. I pray for his wife and his two uh, beautiful children, Lord. I pray and I ask that you would just uh, bless them, Lord. Keep them in your love and your care. And, uh, and Lord, we pray even today they would get good rest, <laughs> Lord. We love you and we thank you for who you are. You. We pray all these things in Christ's mighty, resurrected name. Amen. Amen.